You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 29, where we kick back into the leadership acronym and we look at the next letter in the series, and that is the letter E, and we talk about expanding our capabilities. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast. And uh, I'm Julian from The 19 Project, joined as always by the enigmatic Joel Bagnall from Lift Leaders. <laughs> enigmatic. <laughs> enigmatic. Wow. There you go. I'm such a mystery. Uh, word for the day. That's what I'm, <laughs> I got one of them books or something, haven't you, with a word for the day. So now enigmatic, I just thought that was different. I'm not making jokes about you today. I'm not trying to, you know, catch you out with any awkward questions. But uh, how are you doing, Joel? I'm in, I'm in awe of your propensity to backpedal when you make such fine observations about people. <laughs> so if you, you know what, uh, if you could see Julian right now, actually, he looks very classy today. He's sitting there in this nice room, well-lit room with a bookcase in the background and in his black turtleneck, very, very fine gentleman. So I may be enigmatic, but you are, <laughs> you are exuding class today, Julian. Hey, we, you've got to try, haven't you? You've got to mm. fake it till you make it. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Dress, dress for how you want to be known, all that kind of stuff. And That's not today's leadership topic, though, is it, Julian? And, and black covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Because yes. we're, we're going to start a new, um, new letter. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we're, going to, we're starting a new letter today on our acronym. Mm-hmm. Um, as the second letter E in the word leader, and we talk about expanded capabilities. But I do feel over Christmas and New Year that I have expanded in different ways. So that's why you wear where you wear black, because mm-hmm. it covers a multitude of, of sins in that sense. Definitely. Yes, I mean, many of us can relate. <laughs> but no, expand your capabilities. We'll get to that in a moment. But in the last episode, we were talking didn't we, about the year of the book. And yes. um I noticed when I listened to it that I didn't answer your question. That's right. Yeah, there were a few. There were a few things that went awry in that episode, Julian. But that's okay. We're just demonstrating that leaders aren't perfect. So this is experiential yeah. learning, everybody. And it was between Christmas and New Year when we recorded yeah, and there that was, episode. There was Corona, and there was, yeah. you know, we've got every excuse we need. Too much chocolate. Too much sugar. You know, just getting back into the kind of swing of things for a new year. And you asked mm-hmm. me a question about leadership tips, and I kind of answered that. And you asked me what I was reading, and I didn't answer that. <laughs> yeah, and th- we we want to keep people. You know, we want to bring reading into the discussion this year. If it's if it's going to be the year of the book, of course. Yeah. So, what are you reading, or what have you finished reading recently? You did say you'd finished reading Arsene Wenger's autobiography. Yes, and that was. Quite, it was quite a nostalgic read for me. Um, I finished over Christmas. I tore through a book called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle, which we might actually talk a little bit more together about in another episode because we both read it at a similar time. And uh, yeah. it, it is, it's, I mean, it's an easy read. It was not a complicated book, but there's really something great about it. Um, I am currently working my way through a book called The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And that is especially relevant because uh, he obviously wrote this book long before uh, Corona. 
um, that he's, he's talking about the, the tipping point of when does an idea or a concept take off? When does it become viral? And uh, he, he uses the theory and the science behind epidemics <laughs> and pandemics. So it's really interesting to, uh, to read about that uh, completely in a different context to Corona. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. And, and um, both Julian and I agree that we have a huge respect for Malcolm Gladwell as an author because we just literally don't know where he gets these incredible illustrations and examples from. So that's a, that's yeah. a good book. I, I mean, I would say for young leaders, particularly if you are speaking, you know, and you want to find stories, his books are phenomenal for that. You're right. I yeah. read them and think, where do people get these stories from? How do you yeah. find out about these things? But hey, he'll probably have research teams and all that kind of stuff. And obviously that's what we have for, for helping us write our books. We have a big team behind us. Oh, yes. Um, maybe, yes. maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> if if only... you want to be on the team, if you want to be on the team, contact us. If you want to participate yes, in writing do. a book, we would just be pumped about that. Absolutely. But um, I, I'm not reading any books at the moment. I'm reading my Bible. So I'm doing this 30-day shred. Wait, 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 wait. Bible. You are reading the book of books, my friend. Well, yes. Not reading any books. The book. Uh, I'm not reading any other books because all my time is consumed with <laughs> with reading and listening to the Bible. So today, mm. 44 chapters I have to read today. Um, so it's pretty full on. Um, and it's like that most days. But the books that I finished just towards the end of last year, two books in particular, one by Pastor Robert Ferguson from Hillsong Church. His book, Are You Getting This? Oh, I can't wait to it's, read that. Um, it's about preaching. It's about communication. It's about being a storyteller. And um, yeah, it's it's an excellent read and has prompted me as someone who is a communicator and does do that to be thinking more intentionally about how I approach my preaching my communication so that's definitely helped me and the other one is by pastor andy stanley called better decisions fewer regrets mm. and your life it's is built one. on the decisions that you make and it's it's kind of built around five questions that you should ask yourself in making decisions and uh, don't ask me off the top of my head what those five questions are. Um, but actually, one of them is about what does your life, what do you want your life, the story of your life to tell? Mm. So the decision you're about to make, what's the story that's going to be attached to that? Yeah. And I, I love that just as a question that really kind of caught my attention. Yeah. So, so there you good. go. I've answered the question. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> tantalizing uh, all of these Great, book, great books out there. That's that's the challenge. Uh, being being a leader, being busy, serving, doing what we're doing is there's so many awesome books of so little time. Yes. So, but what so, are we doing now, Julian? Well, yeah. Back to the topic. Your the your leader acronym. I was going to say for the book that you're going to write in 2021, um, amidst everything else that you're doing this year. <laughs> Um, we've done Hallelujah. we've done love we've done active growth we've done example we've done discipleship and now we're on to e we're expanding our capabilities so my question as we kind of try and define this for this episode and then we'll unpack some different aspects of this topic over the next um, two or three weeks is what is the difference between um, active growth and expanding your capabilities are they not the same thing or are they different, Joel? 
Yes, great question. I like how you softened your voice at the end of that question as well. <laughs> it's uh, bringing into landing. Um, <clears throat> well, on the surface, you, you could if you if you looked at this quickly, and on the surface you'd be like, "Well, sure, isn't isn't that the same thing?" Um, and at some at some points, yeah, those concepts are interchangeable. But what do we mean? Uh, when we talk about the difference between active growth and expanding your capabilities, that is uh, active growth when in the context we used it in was about the internal life and the internal character uh, of, of a leader. Uh, the, those things include, you know, the heart of what we do, uh, the mindset, the attitude, the character, you know, the things, the things inside, the things inside you and how you operate, how you work as a person, uh, the in, the internal things, but the expanding your capabilities is talking about your 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 skill sets and your gifts uh, that are externally oriented. Now we've we've talked about this before about the Glenn Barrett switch, the famous <laughs> Glenn Barrett switch. That when we get to discipleship in the acronym, it kind of reorients or reorientates. How do you say that word? Yeah, um, you've done it well there. Thank you. Uh, from from the, the internal things, I mean, the internal things never cease. You, every day you're working on those things. But when it comes to understanding leadership, there comes a point where you turn and it becomes external. And uh, we're talking about the, the skills, the gifts, the things that you have to do. And uh, that's a very real side of leadership because we. I, I don't want to steal the thunder of all the possible questions you might be ready to hit me with, Julian. But just before we hit record, we we were talking about, um, but what what really does the external skills have to do with leadership? And uh, we we talked about well, there are many things uh, in in leadership that you do which are uh, relating to people or organizing, and we'll get more to that in a moment. But if leadership was just being disciplined or being a good coordinator or being an all-rounder, then that would, you know, and, and making things happen, that would probably make you more of a manager than it would a leader. There's got to be a defining, there's got to be a defining aspect about you in the context that you're leading in where you are capable of being out in front and being able to demonstrate, you know, how can you lead by example if you can't actually demonstrate what it looks to be good at stuff? Well, here's a question then I would ask you, do you, because I know in different places, people have led things where they don't have the skill. So for instance, I am not a musician. I can sing well in the shower, but so I don't have a capability in regards to kind of musicianship or songship, if that's even a word, I'm not sure. Um, songship. Songship. I'm just making words up now. <laughs> it's, it's a ship that plays music. <laughs> Can I, does that mean I can't be the leader of that ministry, for instance, because I don't have that set of capabilities? Is that what you're saying? You look at the smirk on your face. <laughs> That's so easy to answer, Julian, because if you look at the business world, uh, it's quite common that, you know, CEOs of companies of different areas of expertise, they shift sideways. Like, for example, uh, in Denmark, the biggest company or one of the biggest companies in Denmark is Lego. And some years ago, 
the CEO, when they changed the corporate structure of Lego, the CEO from another company called Danfoss shifted over to Lego. And Danfoss is like heating and um, like it's very industrial, whereas Lego is a toy company. And I think when it comes to leadership, uh, competencies uh, can cross over. It's about is the competency that you're you have is that relevant to now of course if you're going to lead a record label maybe you might not be uh, the greatest singer or you might not be the greatest guitar player but you still need to understand or need to have uh, competencies that are very relevant to that area you're leading but it's still a skill there's still a competency nonetheless when if you watch a show called the shark tank in australia there's a show called the shark tank and i know that it's um different variants of it show in different countries but it's a it's a show where people come and present their business idea to yeah. these business people and their investors and one thing that comes up all the time uh, with these people who have these concepts they get asked do you have any skin in the game what does that mean so someone develops an app and they might have a vision for an app and they they've created this concept and they're awesome but someone else has programmed it or someone else has worked on the it infrastructure and these people get shut down because they have absolutely no idea about anything to do with programming or anything to do with IT. And the investors say, yeah, well, you might not have to be the person programming it. You might not need to be the expertise, but you have to understand enough. You have to have some skill or some, sorry, some skin in the game that relates to what's happening. So no, you don't have to be uh, the person with the primary gifting of the specific thing you're leading, but your competency, your competency, we love C words. Your competency <laughs> has to relate to the context of what you're leading. Yeah. I, mean, I wasn't trying to catch you out. I kind of knew the answer. Your smirk. Your smirk. You know, <laughs> your smirk did, but I was, as you can, as like you can a, tell, we're like shadow boxing off the screen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, that's what, it's what you're, what you're saying is that, there are competencies that are specific, aren't they, to a field that, that you're involved in, like an arena that you might. So if it's worship mm. or if it's engineering or if it's education. Yeah. And then even within education, maybe a particular age group or topic of subject mm. that obviously you need to keep learning and developing and expanding your capability yeah. in that specific thing. But when it comes to leadership, there are mm. some leadership skills that are transferable so I could be a leader in an industry where I don't know anything about it because I've got those leadership skills. But a um, good leader will learn a lot about we'll, the industry. We'll want to learn yeah. about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, you don't stay in that place and go, well, my leadership skills will keep me. No, like you say, you've got to get then get with the team around you, understand how things work and, and mm. learn as much as you can. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which, which I think really reinforces the point, like a leader will expand their capabilities. So now, of, of course, we talk about that your your competencies have to cross over, you know, they have to relate to you, your competencies have to be compatible with your context. Um, yeah. Just love these C words, right? We're going to do an episode one day and say that the secret is the C, because we just have all of these C words <laughs> that relate uh, to leadership. But uh, of, of course, Industries are led uh, or companies or organizations are led by people who have the specific skill, you know, in yeah. what it is they're leading. But there would definitely be many exceptions where the person who's leading or has taken over the leadership might 
not have the, that very skill. But the, the point we're trying to make is, is that a leader will never stop learning how to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll never, we'll never stop learning how to work on those gifts and skills and competency competencies. Come on. Make them relevant yeah. in what they're leading. They're going to get that. They're going to get sick of hearing that word. What's <laughs> Competency. that? Competency. Competency. So, um, before we finish this episode, um, I want you to talk about Mercedes Benz in a minute and just that kind of thought mm. around that. But over the next few weeks, we're going to unpack this topic, this letter a little bit more. We're going to talk, I think, about strengths and weaknesses and what do I focus on then? Should I focus mm. on my strengths only or should I focus on my weaknesses? How do I get that balance right? Mm. We are going to talk about some of those key skills of a leader. Uh, I know we we kind of chatted around that and maybe talk about communication and listening and how we can develop some of those key competencies of, of leadership mm. um, and maybe actually focus specifically on communicating in one episode. Mm. Um, and then I think the final idea was to talk about how leaders help others grow in their mm. capabilities. Mm. So there's a lot of ground we're going to cover over the next four mm. or five episodes, but you have this kind of, I want to say it's like an introductory thought around this Mercedes-Benz model idea thought. Please, yes. please share, John. I will share. Well, it, it's definitely not my concept, um, but it's a concept I love. We we talk about it uh, at our church, and uh, we got it from our senior pastor. Shout out to Jacob Viftrup, if he's listening, who himself, I want to applaud, is a very brilliant leader that I, I learn a lot from. But um, uh, he, he talks often about this thing called the Mercedes-Benz model, of leadership where if you it's it we didn't it wasn't taken from mercedes-benz it's not something they invented but if you imagine the mercedes-benz logo which is a circle and then it's got a it's got lines that divided into three uh i don't even know which it's not three quarters what what is this what is the thirds three thirds um <laughs> thank you <laughs> Time for, where's my coffee no um <laughs> So, and the three thirds are the different aspects of leadership. One aspect of leadership is the ability to coordinate or organize. Um, really important because if you're going to gather people and inspire people, you need to learn how to maybe do things like run a calendar and check emails and make appointments and be organized enough that people aren't living in utter chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. How to, how to actually coordinate certain bits. So that's one aspect. We would call that the administrative or the coordinating competencies. The other, uh, the, the second third is the uh, people element. So knowing how to actually engage with people and, and lead the human aspects of being, um, being a leader, like... Um, knowing how to have conversations and having some sort of interpersonal skills where mm. you, you know, you can talk through, you can talk through someone who's sad or you can, you know, how to challenge people or, you know, <laughs> or encourage people or, you know, know how to be relatable like those, those areas. And then the other, the third, um, the third, third is uh, skill or, or talent or gifting. Um, which would, let's use an example, say, of a worship team in a church. You know, you might be good at the rostering. You know, you might be good at the sitting down and chatting with people. But uh, 
man, you really got to know a thing or two about music. <laughs> you know, you got to understand, oh, wow, okay, so maybe that guitarist isn't playing in tune or, you know, uh, maybe, okay, so I want, I want our worship leaders to get better. Uh, either I can actually demonstrate what skillful worship leading is uh, or I know where to recognize it and be able to connect with that and bring that. So yeah. um, those, are those, those are those three areas of, of leadership in the Mercedes-Benz model. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll maybe refer to some of those in the next um, few episodes. The other thing just to kind of um, add before, before we finish is that we always like to have a verse, don't we, mm. to attach to these thoughts. And yeah. um, you've, you've brought this verse, so I'll let you kind of just explain it. And maybe it builds off the back, even off that model that you just talked about. Proverbs mm. 18 verse 16, and I'm reading from the ESV. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. Just very, very quickly, Joel, you've got like 30 seconds before we say thank you to everyone for listening today. Mm-hmm. Why is that verse so good for fitting with this um, letter mm. and this thought? Definitely. So much about leadership is credibility. And uh, what that verse is talking about is, you know, and, and of course, uh, people interpret verses uh, differently. It can be interpreted a few different ways. But uh, there's something about excellence that brings credibility and um, for being a leader, let's, let's take the context of being a pastor. You know, people will respect you as a pastor if you're good with people or you're a good preacher, a good communicator, and uh, your talents and your gifts open doors. They're actually, that's actually one of the first things that gets recognized when you're, when you're being identified as a leader. It's like, okay, now this, uh, this person can actually do something and so your skill will open doors so that so the better you lead the more likely it is that people will be interested in following you the better your organization is being led and the better your organization is at accomplishing its goals the more people are going to want you the more they're going to be interested in interacting with you and so that's really why it's important excellence brings credibility so don't expand your capabilities so don't accept just being good enough that's the heart behind behind it invest in the skills that you have so that you can bring more credibility to what you're leading thanks so much for listening today we hope that it brings you some fresh inspiration on your leadership journey and if you're loving this content and you don't want to miss any upcoming episode why don't you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on but also make sure you stay up to date with the latest in what's happening with the 19 project and lift leaders you can do this via our social media platforms or head to liftleaders.com or the 19project.com we'll see you next time